Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a lovely lady here today. Stace Michaels is with us, and we're going to talk about dreams. And the book that I have in my hand here is A Dream Guide, 27 Kinds of Dreams Anyone Can Have. So this is what we're going to talk about. She's a dream expert. And um, just to give you a little information, she has three degrees in psychology, um, from uh, William and Mary and Atlantic University. She's written eight dream books, including a bestseller, A Little Bit of Dreams, and the best-selling books on scary dreams, you guys, Nightmares, The Dark Side of Dreams, and Dreaming. Now, I'm just going to read a little bit more. She's taught dreams in college, which led her to write a course, A Modern Dream, uh, analysis course in dream analysis for individuals, groups, and teachers. She's well-versed in psychology and she's modern mystic theory. Um, she's lived in Virginia, but she currently re resides in Toronto. And uh, as a new potential in problem solving, she suggests that medical researchers, I like this, scientists and inventors can harness dreams as a powerful source of practical insights for sought after breakthroughs. Now, uh, and based on 10 years, listen to this, uh, work as a police analyst, a new ninth book. She's going to do a ninth book, you guys. And it's, a oh, true it's done already. Yeah. Was oh, it done already? Oh, my God. It's a true crime novel called Justice Plays Roulette, which tells the story of a murdered bride for confessions and a jailed cop, a crime that troubled a community for a generation and blows the lid off police practices in America. Well, welcome to High Road to Humanity, Stace. How great to be here. I'm really glad you're here. Before I get started with um, the book, I just want, I pulled this up online, you guys, and I just wanted to say this, you know, I always like to talk a little bit about humanity, but I wanted to talk to you about Stace first, but here's what I pulled up. The House passed the bipartisan infrastructure bill, and here's how crypto investors will be impacted. I found this very interesting. So the House passed the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill late Friday. Now it's off to President Joe Biden's desk. But one of the provisions would require each broker, which mainly uh, would be exchanges, to report their cryptocurrency gains in a type of 1099. Brokers will also have to disclose the names and addresses of their customers. So I just want you to know this. Critics worry that as written, the provisions definition of a broker is too broad. And this thing goes on. This is a long article, but I'm going to hit on some of the high points here on the crypto, because a lot of people are into this crypto coin stuff right now. So part of this says a broker or exchange must send a form 1099-B to both the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, and their customer. The customer uses the information from the 1099-B to calculate the preliminary gains and losses, which was reported on their own tax return. However, these 1099s are going to be inaccurate for the most part because these exchanges don't have visibility into what you have in your self-custody wallet or what you're doing in decentralized finance or DeFi applications. Wow, this is crazy. So if an investor were to send 100,000 worth of Bitcoin from their self-custody wallet to their Coinbase wallet and sell the funds, Coinbase 
would be required to issue a 1099 saying that the investor sold a hundred thousand. So you guys watch out for this kind of stuff. Okay. So they do these bills and then they put all this kind of stuff in there and Bitcoin is one of them. So I thought that I bring that to everybody's attention today. Now, since we have the dream analysis person here today, I just want to know, Stace, how did you even get into dreams? How did you start doing this? Well, dreams was something that I think I kind of took to like a duck to water. But the interesting part is, for me, it was kind of like a happy accident. After I read Carl Jung's book, Memories, Dreams, Dreams and Reflections, which started a lot of people on dreams and dreaming and their search for meaning in their own lives with dreams. Um, I tried to analyze my own dreams okay. without reading any more books, without going to seminars for about four years. Okay. And I had kind of an idea in my head from a seminar that I had with the Edgar Casey Foundation. There was a snatch about how the story was important. So there I was for about four years um, trying to understand my dreams. And I came to see very quickly that every time I got the meaning of a dream and it was so exciting, you know, that I just had to know what every dream meant. Mm -hmm. It was as if my own psyche then became a teacher and taught me the next step. Okay, this is what you should see next. We're going to give you this other kind of dream now. What are you going to do with that? And it became like a, um, a tennis match of going back and forth with my own inner self or the psyche or the soul. Mm -hmm. And began to teach me that not only do dreams have meaning, but they come with a purpose. Okay. And that's what this book is all about. It's of the eight that I've written. It's maybe one of my favorites, you know, like yeah. each one has a child that you let into the world and you love them all. Right. But because it shows the 27 different kinds of purposes and each, a dream comes with a meaning, but it comes to do something. It comes to change your emotions, balance them out or be a catalyst to help you get more of a certain kind of emotion, or it can give you information that helps you with the decision. Mm -hmm. uh, or something about a relationship that you need to see. Mm -hmm. So each one has a purpose. So one of the questions that I encourage people to ask is not just what does this dream mean, but what is it trying to do? Yeah. Well, you say dreams have a purpose to heal, reconcile emotions, give insights into a goal or help with a decision, which is what you're talking about. And then you go on to say a dream invites you to make uh, a small change, like a shift in attitude or to improve a relationship or to make a better decision. Now, I just want to ask you something. Does this take practice? Because I just feel like, um, and I ha I've had different people on the show who are, say, they're dream experts, but you know, a lot of us, I'll just include myself. I mean, I just dream, but I have started, I guess, since I've had people on the show who said to me, well, if you want to remember your dreams, you have to have that intention before you go to sleep. So this is like a practice, isn't it? It's a practice. It is yes and no. And I think okay. like something like a flashlight, wherever we point it is where we give our attention and where our path opens up. Okay. So if you are interested in dreams, you're going to get more dream insights. Okay. However, I also think that 
dreaming and our dream psyche is a natural tool of the mind. So it's already there, it's already in place. And people like Edgar Casey, for example, uh, in the Edgar Casey readings have told us that dreams are probably the easiest and the most clear connection that we can have with our own inner self, with our own soul, mm-hmm. and from the soul even further out into the great beyond and even with God and the angels in that way. So it's a connection, not just to our inner selves, but to the universe and to life itself. Okay. And one of the amazing possibilities with dreams is yes it creates these small daily changes but they actually change not only change you and your life but they give you the truths that we are instinctively searching for truths about ourselves about people around us about the world we're all just hungry to understand life and ourselves and dreams are probably one of your clearest and easiest tools. Now, is it a practice? I say no in the sense of people think that dream analysis is difficult. I'm here to say it's easy. Dream analysis is easy. It's if you can learn to drive a car, you can learn to analyze your dreams and it'll become just as automatic and just as quickly. That's why I do put out those five steps on my website for free. Well, and I saw that in your book too, you guys, she has the five steps that you can go through. Now you do say in here, of course, um, Mystic Edgar Casey suggests that we pre-dream everything important, which happens to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I have found that that's true. And most people don't notice because they're not watching their dreams on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And you can tell if a dream is about the future because if you're analyzing your dreams regularly, you see a story and you say, okay, you're looking at the gist of the story and you're saying, oh, this looks like I see a dream with this great new house and this I go in and there's a huge new room full of sunshine and wonderful things that I've wanted, like a piano and a full, and it makes me feel so happy. So I'm not about to buy a new house and I'm not about to redecorate any rooms or buy a piano, but it's, it's an image of opening doors into something new that makes you feel very happy. So if it doesn't apply to your life right now, one of the questions you ask yourself is, okay, could this be about my future? And very often it is. Interesting. Now, I always feel like I'm working stuff out in my dreams, like, you know, stuff that you can't seem to come to, uh, you know, um, I guess a good conclusion in your head while you're awake. I see, I feel like you, when you go to sleep, you're working it out. What do you think? Absolutely. I do think that one of the things that we do is we take whatever we've been doing during the day Mm -hmm. and somehow our inner self, the psyche does a review, Yeah, goes over everything that happened and things that we kind of completed and we're good with, it kind of files, stores into our memory banks. But other things that are leftovers, you know, if you had a conversation with the a friend at lunchtime and something felt a little bit off and mm-hmm. you're not sure why your inner self will flag that and we'll see okay what can I say about that friend that's different today than what I know her before and it'll give you a dream answer I give you a dream answer I love it you guys I'm here today with Stace, Stace Michaels 
Her book is called A Dream Guide, 27 Kinds of Dreams Anyone Can Have. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Earout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Stace Michaels, and we're talking about dreams. You know, Stace, we were talking about how people work things out in their dreams. And I can attest to that, but I can also say that I only remember the dreams that are like, I don't know, give me that aha moment. Those are the ones I remember. Like those are the ones that really stand out. I don't remember most of the time, but if it's somebody like who has died and I dream about them, I'll remember. Or if it's something that really, um, like you talk about in the book that can actually change how you feel about things. I've had those types of dreams. Um, you know, what do you suggest? Do you suggest that we start writing them down or what do you suggest we do? Well, if it were up to me, I would shout from every rooftop to everyone, look at your dreams. Okay. This might give you a whole new perspective on life. Okay. Uh, it'll give you so much information and help you work your own things through, whether it's decisions or your feelings or relationships. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say it's worth it. and. We may remember the big dreams, the ones that kind of hit us in the face right. uh, with because they're intense or just unusual imagery. And that's okay. Uh, but supposing that you had a choice in life to get from A to B, you know, from one city to another, to visit friends, 
with a bicycle or a bus or a limousine. And to me, people who are not looking at their dreams every day are kind of like going through life on a bicycle in terms of self-knowledge and awareness of information that can help you so much with decisions with people with your own inner peace and your own inner strength so if you do use your dreams i do believe that there's so much information it becomes like having a ride in a limousine you're you get somewhere faster more comfortably you're more safe i don't know how people get through life without I love it. I love it. Well, I just think this is great because it's just a new step, you know, in, in people evolving and raising their consciousness. It's a, it's a new thing. It's, I think a it's lot. That. It's yeah. that. And then also, if you're afraid, yeah. what do you do to get over your fears? Your dreams will help you. Mm-hmm. If you're baffled about a decision, what do you do? Sure, you can talk with friends, but their guess can be as good as yours. However, your own soul knows you best. It can tell you, oh, this decision, if you go in that direction, I can show you where that will lead. Well, and yeah, I'm going to give you an example. So I was yeah. going to have some work done on my house yesterday and I had the guy come okay. over and he gave me the estimate on, he's going to do some, we're going to restuckle my house. Cause I'm in New Mexico. And, um, then I thought about it and I thought, well, it's getting cold and it's going to be too cold to do it. Maybe I should wait till spring. Then I couldn't sleep all night last night. Cause I kept thinking uh-huh. about the house and I, and what I was going to do going over in my mind, should I do it? Should I not, you know, and uh-huh. I couldn't sleep. And it was a terrible, restless night of sleep because I couldn't, I finally went to sleep, of course, but I was really having a hard time making that decision. Now I didn't dream about it. But in the morning, I got up and made my decision and moved forward. Now, maybe I dreamed about it, but I don't remember. So talk to us about stuff like that. Well, and again, sometimes there are leftovers, like how you feel. Right. And a different new impression that you have as you got up, something that more clear. So, And it's true. You may have had a dream, but you don't remember it. Right. But if you let yourself remember your dreams... The dream might show you exactly why your decision is a good one. And it might even give you another step. Maybe the decision you made was right, but maybe another person doing it would be even better. Yeah. So, you know, you you might miss certain information, but you're also getting your clarity from impressions, from ideas, from feelings as you wake up. They can be leftovers from dreams. And I think that's great. And again, some people like, yourself might be more intuitive so you already tune into your inner self very well so you may not need to have as many dreams as other people Uh, i like to have the dreams anyway just kind of as a touchstone and to um not to second guess myself but to kind of verify right Right. No, I like that. Talk about um, astral travel. You know, when you, when people dream, they visit other realms. I have to be honest. I don't, if I do it, I don't remember it. So yeah. Talk about this. Yeah. I'm curious actually. There are some dreams like astral travel dreams that are, are not actual dreams. They're experiences that we remember as a dream. And the Edgar Casey reading suggests that we actually do quite a lot of astral traveling, 
but most people don't remember it. Right. You know, however, if you have a dream where you're flying over your neighborhood or in a city and it's late at night, but you're recognizing kind of that you're doing that, that might be an astral travel dream that you're kind of remembering the leftovers of that. Now we do that for various reasons. Sometimes we're continuing a conversation we had when I used to give classes, sometimes I'd have this astral travel dream of being in a classroom with four or five of the enthusiastic students and we're continuing the conversation. Oh. Or, or you might go and heal someone or you might yeah. go and visit someone you haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I just think it's really interesting. Now, can you make the, I'm wondering if you put out the intention that you'd like to have an astral dream before you go to sleep, will that work? Absolutely. Whatever intention that you give yourself as you're falling asleep, whether you want to remember a dream, whether you want to ask a question that you want a dream to answer, mm-hmm. or you want to spread your wings and you're going to say, I'd like to see if I can remember my astral travels. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. Okay. I'm going to do that. All right. So my daughter had this dream and she said, next time you have a dream expert on us, <laughs> she dreams that she's had this reoccurring dream for years. I would say 15 or more years. She says she dreams that she's packing. She's always dreaming that she's packing. She's packing her house and everything's in disarray and she's packing, always packing. Why would she dream that? Okay. Well, if we look at the story, the gist of the story is that kind of putting things away. And as we're packing, we're kind of, we're moving, we're in transition. And the question that I would ask to see what actually means for her is, what happened about 15 years ago? Did she have a move? Was she in transition? Was there a major turning point in her life at that time? Mm -hmm. If you know that, for example, there was. Right. Then I, then then that would, that's stuck with her. And that's why it's, that's why she keeps dreaming it. Right. Well, that could be one reason. And it could be also that it sometimes a recurring dream is a message that you haven't gotten yet. But another reason for a recurring dream is that it becomes a cue, like C-U-E-Q. Okay. So that, for example, if she was going through a, a major transition and letting things go, like the end of a relationship or moving right. 15 years ago, then every time she needs to let something go, she might have this dream. Oh. And it's saying to her, you know, remember how you used to be able to let things go? This is another time when it's probably a good idea to do that. I love that. That is, that's probably true. I really like that. Talk about visits from our deceased loved ones, because I've dreamt about people who have passed, not often, but when I do, I really remember it. Um, And I feel like when I do remember it, then they must've visited me. Talk about that to the audience. Yeah. Well, certainly dreams about someone who have died can be symbolic and sometimes they are and it all depends on what the story is about right but it's again one of those kinds of dreams that's very common uh one of the most common dreams that people send to my website you know which they can do and i'm happy to look at them what's your website it's it's it can be my name stasamichaels.com or interpretadream.com you can send me a dream and I'm happy to give you some feedback on it. Okay. 
but the dreams about people who have died is so common. I get this very often. So what happens with that is, is, is um, it's one of the kinds of dreams that are not actually a dream. It's a true experience that you remember as a dream. There's a reason that our loved ones come back very often, sometimes people are grieving so much and they need a little consolation. They need reminder that that person still loves them. So it could be on an anniversary, like a birthday or a wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes there's a message that they want them just to know that there is an eternity. They feel like the loss is so permanent, mm-hmm. but the dead person wants you to know I'm alive. So they, they look and they seem so alive. And the ones that are real dreams about someone who has passed on are often about very short and simple. You feel loved or you feel their presence. Right. Which is comforting. All right. Now I'm pronouncing your name, Stace. Is it Stasa? Stasa is, is probably. Because American people probably say Stace, don't they? And, and that's, that's okay too. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to say it's Stasa Michaels is here today with me today. And uh, she's her book is called A Dream Guide, 27 Kinds of Dreams Anyone Can Have. This is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I'm here today with Stasa Michaels, and we're talking about dreams. Tell us some stories. You have uh, some wonderful dream stories in this book. Just so you guys know, each chapter, um, you know, she has a chapter on nightmares, uh, single dreams, uh, reoccurring dreams. And with each chapter, she has several stories. So this is a very interesting book. I just wanted to say that. But um, what are some of the stories that a story that sticks out that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, one of the stories that 
that was meaningful to me was when I was just learning to interpret my dreams, mm -hmm. one of the first dreams that felt like a transformation and a healing was, and, and I was still in college at the time, it was, uh, I was in an art class and here's the art professor going around to each student and checking their work. And I'm just dreading that he's going to see mine because mine is just a mess. It's just these squiggles on a page and they look horrible. Oh my gosh. And so I'm just dreading as he comes near. And then as he gets near, I see his blue eyes that look like the world of all of the love in the world is in them coming towards me. And he looks at my sheet of paper with the drawings of the squiggles. And he says, oh, there's potential there. And suddenly the squiggles transform into this most beautiful looking violet purple orchid. Oh my gosh. And as I, I woke up seeing the beauty of that orchid, and then I realized, okay, here I am, just uh, a young person in college, and I'm kind of a mess. I don't know where my life is going. I don't know what I'm going to do. But the dream felt like this immense promise that I was going to get it together. I was going to make it work. And that it felt like a connection to my soul for the very first time. And that was transformative. And I'd, I'd love for people to look to their dreams to find these kinds of transforming dreams. That is, thanks for sharing that with us. Now, did you meditate? Have you, have you always been a meditator and connecting to the divine in that way? Or are you religious? Or what's your background as far as that goes? Oh, for sure, for sure. I, you yeah. know, I was raised in a, in a family that um, was religious, but in a relaxed sense. Oh. You know, uh, in the sense that I always came to appreciate that all religions have something beautiful and good and meaningful in them. Mm -hmm. um, and our parish priest, you know, was someone that who came and blessed us, you know, at holidays or at Christmas. Um, but we all knew that he was just a human being as well. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't anything that we put on a pedestal. So it was kind of a practical kind of spirituality. Oh. But I think I thought I think because uh, I was probably a little bit on the psychic side as a child and very intuitive, um, my own questions led in those directions as well. So okay. certainly there in my 20s, I was exploring Edgar Casey and uh, exploring not only dreams, but astrology, um, what the afterlife meant, and all of those things. And I think having had a lot of experiences directly um, made a big difference too. Now, for example, I could tell you one story that will keep you shivering in your boots. Okay. Where when I was 19 or 20, somewhere around there, about the same time as I was getting into all of this, mm -hmm. I went on a bicycle trip you know, with, uh, with about uh, two dozen people. And I was new to bicycling. So as we got to the top of Mount Mansfield in Vermont on Thanksgiving, we we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at the hostel, at the youth hostel. When we got to the top, we stopped for lunch. And then, then the two group leaders said, okay, let's start back again. And there was a very, very light drizzle, not even wet, but just the tiniest drizzle. Now, I did not know that um, at the top of the mountain, we were at about 45 degrees coming down. Okay. Now the brakes don't work 
when the ground is wet. Now, I had no idea about that. So oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. <laughs> but their two group leaders started. I was the third person starting down. And one side of the cliff, because we're at the top of a mountain, is sheer rock. The other side is a sheer drop. And it literally in five seconds, I know I'm out of control. And it's in my head, I say to myself, oh, okay, I'm going to die. Oh, my gosh. And a voice as clear as you and I talking shouts into my ear, jump, jump now. I wasn't at all scared. For some reason, I did exactly as I was told. I swerved my bike to the right, went over the cliff to the side. And then lost consciousness. Now, the other two group leaders who started down, they didn't hear a voice. They chose to crash into the raw wall of rock. Now, they, they ended up okay. They ended up okay. As for me, I went down to who knows how far down. The next thing I remember is voices shouting, my clothes are in tatters, um, I'm being lifted. Um, I guess there was an ambulance, I went to the hospital, whatever. Now, I still don't remember the rest of that day. But I'll tell you an after story of this. While I was in wherever I was at, in the hereafter, I came to like where you see a stage, like we see a stage and I'm at the bottom of it. And on the other side, there's this beautiful city of light. And someone beside me who's a guide or an angel who I trust is saying to me, you can't go there. If you go there, you can't come back. But there was so much love there. You could not even believe how much. And I said, yeah, but I want to (laughs) go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But the angel guide said, it's not your time. So in an instant, I was swooshing like a thud back into my body. Now, the amazing thing too was, you know, the Rod Serling movies where people who are dying get flashbacks of their lives. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed that except that I did get that. Oh, you did. I I got a quick flashback of my life, but I I was young, so it wasn't that much to flash. But an after story of that that was equally amazing was some years later, one of my dearest friends is a psychic named Joey, one of, I think, the best probably psychic in Canada. And years later, after I'd met him, he said, you know, I've never done a reading for you. Why don't I give you a reading? I said, sure. So the first question he says to me, as the strangest conversation you ever heard, he says, you know, I know you as a practical person, but did you ever jump off a cliff? Oh, (laughs) and you said, yes, you did. And I said, yeah, by the way, yes, I did. Mm. (laughs) And what he said to me was, angels carried you down. There was one shrub that had broken my fall. And this is why I'm still here today. So I figured, okay. Maybe I'm meant to tell people, watch your dreams. Yeah, maybe that's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that I would love everyone to understand how valuable dreams are. I'm really glad you're here today because I I don't think people do. 
I really don't. I've never really taken them as seriously. I'll just speak for myself, but I have not taken them as seriously as I probably should have being as you said, cause I'm so intuitive. I think I just try to work things out, but gosh, if I made an effort, <laughs> you know, maybe I could do, maybe I would know more things, you know what I mean? <laughs> try it. Well, I mean, it's good. You know, it's good. I I'm really glad you're here today. So do people come to you all the time and, uh, do you do, uh, consultations or how does this work? They contact you through your, um, website, like my daughter, for example, she would contact you and say, I had this dream. And then do you work with them on zoom or how do you, how do you work with people? Well, I've done it many different ways right mm -hmm. now. Anyone can send me a dream to my website okay. and I'll actually interpret it for free. Oh I'm gosh. happy to do that. I, oh I don't even charge. Oh I've been gosh. doing that for years. Oh my um, gosh. Now you, you should, I say the point is that I want people to learn to do it themselves. So I'm not going to necessarily interpret a hundred of your dreams, but if you show me that you're making an effort, anytime that you need an insight, I'm really happy to give you feedback about that. Plus the, the trade-off for me is it gives me material for my books. I get, I get um, a valuable feedback and information, which has taught me about nightmares mm -hmm. and dreams. And that's why one of the things that I know best are nightmares. It's one of the most common dreams that people send. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got about uh, two minutes here to commercial break. But when we come back, I really want to, you have a chapter on nightmares um, you say, and I'm going to read a little of this really quick. Um, she says, during a busy day, we forget about the skeletons in our closet. But as we sleep, hidden fears and limitations jump out of the unconscious. In the movie, The Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker enters a deep, dark forest to seek Darth Vader, a villain intent on enslaving the world to the dark force. To appear scary and powerful, Darth Vader distorts his voice and hides behind a shiny black mask. But when Luke turns a corner, he suddenly comes face to face with Darth Vader and pulls off his mask. Luke is astonished to discover that Darth Vader is the long lost father who he thought was dead. Luke's shock is like having a dream about a personal fault. When the psyche pulls off an inner mask, it feels like a scary confrontation. And like Luke's encounter, there is more to nightmares than meets the eye. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Sasa Michaels about nightmares. And this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. 
because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out, and this is High Road to Humanity. And I'm here today with Stassa Michaels, and we're talking about dreams. And we're going to talk about nightmares. And, you know, um, I hate scary dreams. I'm like a little kid. <laughs> I don't oh. like movies and I don't like scary dreams. I'm, I'm very sad to hear that because my whole point about scary dreams is that they're really normal dreams. They're Are just they? regular dreams. Okay. Talk to us. They put on a scary costume or a mask. And the reason that they do that is because of our underlying anxiety or fear, something that we're pushing away, which then makes it scary. But if we could approach every dream, including nightmares, as if it's a friend talking to you, your best friend giving you um, a message, a conversation of something that you want to hear. If you look past what's scary, look for the message and you'll find something amazing. Why do you think we get these scary dreams? Because is it so we pay attention to the message? Is that what this is? I think there's there's kind of um, several kinds of scary dreams. One of them is if you're just feeling a real fear. So for example, someone is afraid that they're going to lose their job. So if they lose their job uh, because the company is downsizing, so some employees are already let go, they're afraid they're going to be next. So they start to dream that um, they look at their bank account and the amount is like zero or a hundred dollars. Because that's a real fear, dream, and nightmare. So some nightmares are based on a true fear. 
others are this uh, dream. Like vampires. What if you dreamed about, I saw you had in the book, somebody who dreamed about vampires. Why would they dream that? A vampire, if you take that as a a metaphor, is, is someone who is taking something from you that they shouldn't, or that it's such a close contact that okay. it becomes almost draining. So you're going to say to yourself, okay, what is it about me that's that's either allowing myself to be drained or okay. letting people into my life who are draining me? Oh, so something wow. like that. I never thought about that before. And then there are true warning dreams as well. Okay. Dreams that, that are true warnings. And there's a way that you can tell if, if they are a true warning. For example, um, someone who works at a bank and they start to have dreams that someone comes up to them, they're a teller, points a gun at them and you know, tries to rob the bank. Mm-hmm. Now, if they have the dream once, you say, okay, what is scaring me? But if you have the dream three or four times and each time it's exactly the same, Right. I would then begin to question if it's an actual warning. Real warning dreams are very intense. They often occur several times. You often have them several times. Plus, plus um, they show actual details. So it'll show the real bank, uh, the real teller, the the real persons around you. So the details are true to life. And then finally, um, there are appropriate reactions. If you have that kind of a dream, but you're laughing at the person with the gun, then it's probably not about a true robbery. But if in the dream you're afraid, that's appropriate reaction. So those are kind of telltale signs of a, a true warning dream. Interesting. But you talk in the, you do a chapter in the book and you talk about, um, you know, people who dream about like an earthquake. You even talk about somebody who dreamt about COVID before it came on. Talk about that a little bit. That was, I thought that was really interesting. I think that's actually very common. Oh, you do? Okay. I I do think again, because people don't watch their dreams regularly, they kind kind of miss it, but it's, uh, absolutely uh, happens all the time that you can pre-dream or or you dream about something that's um, a world event or a large event. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, uh, I was in a, a dream group once uh, where I was leading the dream group and on this one occasion, suddenly everybody is having dreams about this fire and bombs exploding and um, people getting hurt and journalists um, in this large historic building. And we're going around the the dream group and nobody can place anything like that in their lives. So at the end of that evening, we're all just kind of confused or just kind of wondering what that's all about. And then within a week or two, a, a, a large historic building in the center of the city gets bombed. And it's exactly an event that everybody had a dream about. So it somehow, we have not only our own unconscious self, but it's as if like the wings of birds that touch each other. We have a collective consciousness, collective unconscious and superconscious, where we can link in and see what's happening in the world. Interesting. Not, 
so it's not just about each other but, but also it's not preventative it's not pre like we couldn't prevent that i don't know i always that think maybe these yeah. yeah i always think these dreams are maybe because we're trying to prevent these things from happening but i think sometimes they're just a way to cushion the shock for sensitive souls um and i and i think we dream about things that are of interest to us you know once i was driving by a neighborhood where i wasn't normally in that neighborhood mm -hmm. And uh, for some reason, we were passing a school and the friend I was driving with kind of said, oh, that's a school where I went to grade school. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And it was around noon. So that night I had a dream or, or the, the night before I had a dream about a child who drowns in oh. a school swimming pool. Oh. So that evening on the news, that very evening, that very school where we were passing at noon, exactly at that time, a child actually drowned. In, oh in my gosh. And it was, it kind of broke my heart. Mm -hmm. No, why did I dream that? And I think it was because something in me is sensitive to anything that would happen to a child. And I just happened to be close by. So that dream just kind of triggered something that was important to me, even though I didn't know that school, I didn't know that child, I didn't even know I'd be driving past it that day. Now, as you're saying this, I'm into energy. So I'm, so what I'm thinking as you're, you know, so you're driving by and what I get is that you picked up the energy of what happened and then it was released into your psyche when you were sleeping. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah that, that is. And even yeah. more interesting was I had the dream the night before, <laughs> the night before he drowned. <laughs> so, okay. But it's, but it's the same thing. But I it's the same thing. You're still picking up the energy of you're it. You're picking up the energy. And, and again, as, as energy sources, you know, dreams, here's something to blow your mind. Okay. Okay. Talking about energy. Right. Dreams are kind of feedback about how we are using our own energy. So for example, if you are working on a project or you're in a relationship okay. and either the project isn't going well or there's some road bumps in that relationship, your own psyche, your own soul says, okay, let's see what we can do about this or what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So it's taking all of those energies that you're, you're using during the day and giving you feedback. Okay, this is what it looks like when you're interacting with so-and-so. And the dream might show you, okay, you could be a little bit more patient or you could stand up for yourself more. So it's taking the energy of the day and telling you how you're using it and what you need to be doing with it. And so, that brings us to a whole other very advanced notion about dreaming okay. that, that Edgar Casey points out. Here we are in a two-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. You know, the world isn't flat, but we are two-dimensional beings. Now, Edgar Casey says our next level of life, where we go to next, is three-dimensional a world of ideas. We have to be able to monitor our thoughts and our thinking and our ideas and how we build them. 
And he says that dreams are the best tool that we have to prepare us for that next level of life. Now, if that isn't a reason to use your dreams for someone who's very intuitive, I don't know what is. I love it. Thank you. That's really awesome. Well, yeah, because we're going from 3D to 5D. A lot of us are already getting there, raising our vibration, but this is a way we can raise our vibration a little quicker. A little quicker and, and faster, faster and with more awareness of what we're doing, why and how. And that's the whole game in the next level of life. How are you using your thoughts today? Mm -hmm. Your dreams tell you feedback on that. So then you can learn to control that or balance it out. I have one more question before we get out of here today um, about dreams of past lives, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And um, you say in the book, this is really good. Of course, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And um, so the goal is, you say, to learn the rules of life and eternity is God's gift of time and space so that each can learn and grow at their pace. And that's what I always say about everybody waking up right now. We're all kind of waking up at our own pace and we're down here and we're, we're living this. But how do you know if you're dreaming something that's from a former life? Like, how do you know that? Well, there are definitely clues. Often the dream starts with something that brings you to the past. It can be a calendar that's working backwards. Or one person had a dream of Tchaikovsky's music, 1812, which was a particular year. And it brings you into a, a past time period. You see different costumes. You might see people that you recognize. Mm -hmm. I remember, and something in the present is kind of like a a note on a harp that that stimulates that memory. For example, when I was in college, um, I was a little bit shy at first, you know, and later became more outgoing. Mm -hmm. But in one of my first classes in psychology, there was a young man, as we were waiting to go into the class, we were sitting on a windowsill. And then we became very good friends. And I noticed that every time, you know, we do something, whether we're studying or going out or doing something, every time I said goodbye, he did this little bow, just a very little bow. How cute. And yeah, and I didn't notice until one, one day I kind of noticed, I said, gee, that's, isn't that interesting? Nobody does that. And that night I had a dream and we were back into like a court of some kind in ancient times. And I was at the bottom in these courtly gowns, uh, like a lady in waiting or something. And he was at the top of the staircase, like some kind of a, a nobleman. Oh, wow. And as he came towards me, he gave me this little bow. And this was such an easy friendship. I could easily believe that we were friends in a past life. Interesting. That's wonderful. There yeah. There, there we go. Thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. We've got to get out of here today, Stace. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. By all means, go to my website, interpretadream.com or stasamichaels.com. I'm happy to speak with anyone and email me your dreams. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. You've just been a joy and I've learned so much about dreams. You guys, her book is called 
a dream guide, 27 kinds of dreams anyone can have. And it's by Stacey, and I call her Stacey, but it's Stasa Michaels. This is Nancy Yearout. Thanks again, Stasa. I really appreciate it. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. We'll get out of here for today. Everybody have a terrific week and God bless. Take care. Keep the motion. Can achieve your goal. Let's hit the high Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal.